Hello, everyone. Welcome to week three of Outside the Orange Bubble. Today, I'm here with Stephanie to introduce today's podcast episode, where Alina will be talking to a super cool girl named Emily, who's from Hawaii, I think, actually. Yeah, I don't know anybody from Hawaii, so. Yeah, I think someone in my my Z group was from Hawaii, but like, I don't know. I feel like that'd be a nice, nice place to be right now. <laughs> yeah, except for the fact that they have to wake up super early yeah. for all the classes. Oh yeah. my god! I remember for AP testing too. I was looking at the time zones. Like this is kind of irrelevant because high school and who cares about high school? But I was looking at the time zones, and Hawaiians had to take those tests at like six a.m. Oh no! <laughs> for them, throw back to the messed up AP exams this yeah. year. That should not have happened. But yeah, how was your how was your week three at Princeton? Oh gosh, what even happened in week three? I had my first math exam, which I didn't do too hot on. I know you also had a math test. How did that go for you? Yeah, let's just say. <laughs> let's just, say let's just hope that they curve it well. Yeah, yeah, I hope they curve it well. But let's just say my math career at Princeton seems very short-lived. <laughs> I'm just going to take the classes I have to take and then dip out of there. But, yeah. Yeah. And we got into a club together and it's we only did. like nine, ten people large. I, think. I know, it's really small. And I was confused because I didn't think it would be that small. Yeah. But it's a sub team of E Club, which mm-hmm. a lot of people probably know about because E Club is huge. And apparently all the teams have like ten to twenty people each. Yeah. But I'm excited. We are together, Archico and I are on the new it's a new club but it's called output and it's about social entrepreneurship and all that so we're gonna try to talk to the stem side of princeton and like the humanity side of princeton and get them all excited about entrepreneurship yeah and i think we actually they told us that we would probably be working on the same thing what was it called yeah i think like the partnerships team partnerships yes 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 i don't really know what we're gonna do (laughs) email people I guess what can you do right now like the most you can do is email and zoom people yeah so if you ever see us around or hear us annoying you guys about social entrepreneurship you know what that's for yeah all right okay so before Alina starts with Emily do you have anything else to say no I do not I just hope everyone's having a grand old time um, with classes and hopefully transitioning into a better work schedule, work-life balance and all that. I know I still need to work on it. It's crazy because we're about like a fourth of the way into the semester. And I feel like I definitely have not fully transitioned, like fully gotten used to the grind, but I hope everyone out there doing well. I totally have anything agree. else to add? Yeah, no, I have two things to add. First, I agree. I feel like my work-life balance is actually gotten worse ever since week one. Week one, I'm like, I'm going to do everything early. I'm going to turn in assignments so early and just be on top of things. And now I'm like, you know, I'll just do it when it's due. Um, And then the next thing is that actually, Stephanie, I think you've kind of forgotten a really important part of your last week, which entailed moving. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I moved. I'm originally from Cleveland, but I moved into a place in New York with a few other girls. Maybe I'll try to get them on the podcast, but <laughs> we have six girls here and we've been, uh, we're all quarantined and like got tested and stuff, but 
we're not anywhere near the city, so it's like a COVID bubble. But it's been fun actually getting to see other people besides my family and like neighbors when I'm on walks. But I'm excited. It's just more like getting used to new stuff because now I have to learn to cook and like clean and also take care of the house and everything on top of doing work. But that's part of college life. So I'm excited. And you'll have like in-person friends going into the in-person experience because like everyone else will just be meeting everyone that they met over Zoom for the first oh, time. Archigo, we know each other. We're going to be in-person friends. We are going to be in-person <laughs> friends. If we're not, I'm, I'm coming for you. You're all the way <laughs> in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. So sad. Yeah, if anyone's in Seattle, you should hit Archigo up. <laughs> I don't know if there are any. I just sit at home and get bullied by my dog all day. So social life would be nice to some extent, to a safe extent. But anyways, we don't want to take too much of your time. We're going to start off with, or I guess end off with Alina and Emily. And I'm super excited for that conversation. And I'm sure it'll be really fun to listen to. Hey guys, today I have Emily on air from Hawaii to just chat with us for a bit. So Emily, do you want to tell us how your first couple weeks of Princeton have been going or anything fun you want to share about yourself? Um, sure. My first two weeks at Princeton have been going pretty well. The only issue is I have to wake up at like 6 a.m. every day because my classes start at 6.30 or 7.30 here. Um, the only thing that's really bad for, though, is my sleep schedule because I'm a morning person, so I actually like to get up early and have all of my classes and most of my schoolwork done by the afternoon, but I usually don't go to bed till like midnight, so sometimes I get a little tired throughout the day. Yeah, no, I totally relate with you. I think, so Emily and I spoke a bit before we started recording, and I, we were kind of consoling each other on our time zone differences, because I have to wake up at for a lecture at 7 a.m. and it's not it's not the best but we're we're plowing through it so what else what do you like to do in your free time like do you have any fun hobbies any talents anything like that um recently i've been going surfing a lot just because that's one of the only things i can do outside right now hawaii is actually under a stay-at-home order um we've been under it for the past three weeks now I want to say and it's going for at least two more weeks maybe so for the first two weeks of it it actually we weren't allowed to go to the beach or the park or anything the only thing we could do was be in the water for like exercise so I've been surfing a lot and um in high school I played water polo which is really fun and I also like to just like chill and listen to music in my free time yeah, California was under a stay-at-home order, um, I want to say kind of mid-March when everything kind of shut down. And we're, we're, not, we're not officially in a stay-at-home order right now, but like we are advised to stay at home like everyone else. <laughs> but yeah, I can see that. So how long have you been surfing? That's such a, I've always wanted to try it, but it's never something I've like gotten to doing. Um. I actually only started surfing regularly in the past month or month and a half. 
Um, but like I've been before because um, my uncle's really into surfing and actually his kids were in some surfing competitions. So when I was a kid, he would take me and my sister and our other cousins surfing. But I didn't, I never did it regularly until recently because I've just had more time on my hands now. Um, just with stay at home and quarantining and everything. Yeah, I think when people think about kind of coastal states, they think a lot about surfing. So that is definitely something that's kind of why I've been trying to pick it up a bit. Because I mean, not pick it up, like try it at least. Because I think when I tell people, oh, you know what, I'm from California, they go, oh my god, you must know how to surf. No, I don't. Not everyone does. <laughs> but yeah. So Hawaii, what's your favorite part about it? I'm guessing you like being from Hawaii, you like the city, you like, you're from Honolulu, right, you said? So what's your favorite part about being from Hawaii? Um, that's kind of a difficult question. I never thought about my favorite part. Um, some pluses are it's so beautiful here. I feel like everyone sort of just gets used to it because you just see it every day, but I try, like when there's a particularly pretty sunset or something, I try to be like, oh my gosh, like you can't really see this in other places. Um, another thing I like about Hawaii is I feel like the people here are just a little more chill, if that makes sense. Like I was pretty scared to go to a school that I feel like is so much more like formal, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but the people here are very laid back. Like people are late all the time. Um, to my college interviews, like I never wore anything too nice, like just like a regular dress and people here seem to be fine with that and everything, yeah. Oh, that's nice. So the general vibe is kind of like chill, not really, you know, stressful or hectic in that way. That, that's really nice. So how do you think you will adjust to sort of moving to New Jersey and Princeton and in all of that, you know, the whole bubble that's going to form there? And I'm going to assume that that's going to be very different from the kind of vibes you have. Um, yeah, one thing I am worried about is the weather there. I'm used to very consistent weather, like here, when it gets to the high 60s, everyone is freezing. We're like wearing socks in like inside to keep our feet warm, like hoodies and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely worried about the like extreme changes in temperature. Um, and also something I've been experiencing already is when I email professors, like I feel like this is kind of applicable to everyone, but I just feel stressed about it more because I don't, I don't know how to write a more formal email. Like in high school, I'd just be like, hi, teacher, and then just write whatever I wanted. But now I have to like proofread everything three times and then figure out the correct like thing to say at the end instead of just thanks or something like that yeah no I get you actually for me I would say it's been the opposite like emailing professors wise because I feel like in high school I would always draft like really paragraph by piece by piece emails and then here like I started doing that like I started you know, proofreading my emails 
But then professors would go like, oh, you know what? Just call me like Max or call me Chris or like whatever. And I'm like, whoa, I cannot. For me, it's been the opposite. Like for you, I feel like you're having trouble shifting from chill to like the Princeton atmosphere. I'm having trouble from shifting from, you know, the high school, like, oh, Mrs. Blah or Mrs. Blah Blah or Mr. Blah Blah to like, oh, hey, I have a class with Chris right now or I have a class with Max. Like, you know, it's just so weird. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of things to get used to that, yeah, weather-wise too, I totally, totally, totally like relate with you on that. Here, when it becomes like 70, I pull out my winter closet. I'm just like, yeah, guys, check out this jacket I got. You know, it's, it's best like for, it's probably like a snow jacket, but I wear it at like 70, it's fine here. No one, no one judges. <laughs> But yeah, that's cool. So how does, how do holidays like, mm, well, how does the winter time kind of look there in case, because you said you have consistent temperatures. So how do you kind of get into like the holiday vibes? Um, well, when I think of winter here, like I don't think anyone not from Hawaii would understand this, but I think of like big waves on the North Shore, because like the waves actually switch, like in the summer, it's the South Shore that's really big, and then the winter, it's the North Shore. So that's what I think of. Um, we have this, We some people call like the whitewash that comes with the waves Hawaiian snow. So I guess that kind of ties into the holiday theme. But um, just since I've lived here my whole life, I don't associate like cold weather or snow or anything with Christmas time or like other holidays. So that's nice. But we actually have a lot of Hawaiian musicians here who will do um, lots of Christmas songs, like even in sort of like a Hawaiian style. So we have like pretty unique songs that I like to listen to. Um, and it gets to be like, you know, those high 60s, low 70s where I can wear like a Christ Christmas sweater to school and people are just like everyone else is wearing long sleeves too. <laughs> Totally, yeah, no. Here, well, it kind of gets cold, but obviously it doesn't. Well, it hailed once. I don't know why. And it was not even, it wasn't even in December. It hailed in like mid-March and it hailed for like five minutes and then it stopped and then it never hailed again. So I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but something happened. But yeah, kind of similar here too. I really like Christmas music. I know it's like some people hate it because it's been played out too much, but I just like the classic ones, but I heard it interesting how you said that there's special Hawaiian musicians who actually play like tunes as their style. Does that kind of, is that sort of, cause I know there's like, there's a culture associated with Hawaii, right? That's kind of endemic to that, to the islands. Have you been in part with that culture? How do you relate with that? Do you feel that when you just go on or is that just for like a separate, like subsection of people? Um, so I think a misconception that a lot of people on the mainland have, um, my, some of my friends have experienced this already, they like call everyone from Hawaii Hawaiians, which is actually not true because being Hawaiian is like an ethnicity, just like being like Japanese or German or something. Um, so I'm actually part Native Hawaiian. Um, it's a pretty small part. Um, most people are actually just like a little bit Hawaiian just because of how many people like immigrated here. We kind of all just mixed together. So I've done a few programs relating to like native Hawaiian topics, I guess. So I feel like I know a decent amount about the culture, 
but like I always want to learn more because it's really important to know where you came from especially if I'm living here like it's kind of a double like I'm from here and my ancestors are from here so I definitely want to learn as much as I can about that um, and hopefully if I learn more I can bring that with me when I go to Princeton and maybe educate some people about issues we face or just like the history of us. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know Hawaiian, the term was considered an ethnicity rather than saying like, you know, oh, that person's from that state. But that is actually really interesting. And yeah, I feel like we do need more awareness about, you know, the culture from that island, just like how much we need awareness on a whole lot of other issues. But it's great that you are working towards that. That's definitely something amazing. And it's something I'm trying to kind of expand. Like while I'm meeting new people from Princeton, I'm kind of trying to figure out, you know, what kind of place are they coming from, trying to learn something about them, their culture, the culture of the place they're coming from. So that's really interesting. What else are you sort of involved in at school or like extracurricular wise? Um... I guess right now I recently joined um, this organization. Um, it's like a national organization, but the um, Hawaii like hub was just founded. It's called Sunrise Movement. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but they're fighting for the Green New Deal and they're helping people who are in support of that like get elected. And we're mostly like a direct action sort of group. Um, so I just started that last week. And I'm really excited to help them and see where we can go. Because I feel like in Hawaii, a lot of people here are very um, ingrained in like their traditions and they don't want to change their ways, which is good when you come from, um, look at it from a cultural perspective, because it's good that they want to preserve their culture and everything. But I feel like that can sometimes lead to them not wanting certain reforms that would actually be really helpful to our state and really helpful for the environment. Like, if you live here, the environment has to be important to you just because we're surrounded by water. If the sea levels rise, like, we're gone. So it's super important, I think, to help out with that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, thinking about the environment is reminding me. So I, I told you I'm from Los Angeles, um, and Recently, I don't know if you've seen pictures of what's been kind of happening of, you know, over the city and stuff, but the fires, especially one of those fires caused by that gender reveal party has been spreading. And for the past two days, we are not able to go outside without proper, like, you know, respiratory equipment or something like that, because it's really, it's actual literal smoke outside. And it kind of makes you feel I, I get what you mean, because you are associated with the environment you live in. It made me feel sad, actually, to see, like, oh, all this smoke everywhere, and no one, like, seems to care much. And there's still, like, all that talk about, oh, this is not, you know, all that debate that's going on. But it, it definitely, like, plays into your emotions, too, to see, like, a place you love and a place you grew up in just sort of being not treated well. <laughs> in in like euphemistic terms but yeah I totally get that how else do you so I'm assuming because I have a couple I've known a couple people two other people I think from Hawaii and they love going on 
hikes and you know exploring nature and stuff like that is that like a lot more of what you do with like when you hang out with friends or do you guys usually like hang out in a mall or like you know at more city-wide places um so when i hang out with my friends we're usually going to the beach or going on a hike not that many people hang out at the mall it's mostly people who like can't really drive yet like middle schoolers whose parents have to drop them off and their parents want to know that they're going to be like safe or whatever but lots of people here just go to the beach to hang out with their friends like i would say that's the main way to do that just because there's so many beaches here and almost anywhere on the island you can get to a beach within like i want to say less than half an hour that's that's really interesting yeah so you have easy access to beaches basically that's actually really cool and you have perfect weather to go with it too so it's not like oh it's too hot or it's too cold like you know it's perfect weather to go to the beach anytime yeah here it's more like at least for me at least it's just more mixed um the closest beach to me is well it should be only 30 minutes but you know with traffic it's like an hour away um but we usually tend to like hang out at the mall because that was closer and we go to the beach on like longer weekends and stuff like that but yeah no that's really cool do you do you like do you have like any particular like hike trails you like do or is there is there i guess what i'm trying to ask is is there like special nature you've seen endemic to like special hike trails you've seen so maybe like like a path you usually take there's like this kind of plant that you like or something like that um, I'm trying to think. Something um, really big about Hawaii is we have so many native animal and plant species, but unfortunately a lot of them are either extinct or endangered now just because when um, like the first non-native people came they brought like pigs and stuff and they killed they trampled all the plants and they ate all of like the birds unfortunately so whenever you see something that's native to hawaii it's like super cool and i'm i always get like chills like i'm getting chills right now just thinking about it um there's this one hike um that you can see a lot of koa trees or not a lot just a few but koa trees are like what they made canoes out of i think they're like these huge trees that take a long time to grow and they're very endangered now. So um, yeah, there's this one hike, it's really short. It's attached to like some sort of nature reserve program. That's where I've seen them before. And yeah, sorry, that was kind of like a long answer to a specific question. Not at all, not at all. I just wanted to get a sense because well, hikes here are mostly brush areas, so you don't really get to see much nature. You get to see views. So they take you up a mountain and you get to see like the city or you get to see like, you know, Los Angeles, but you don't get to see plants and specific stuff. And I like biology. So that's usually like if I meet someone from like a new area, I'm like, oh, do you have any like special plants associated with your area? Which is not, which is not like a really, I guess it's not one of the normal questions to ask but it's one of the questions i usually ask people i meet for a first time basis but that's really cool yeah i guess like looking at those plants 
or looking at any kind of nature like that kind of gives you a piece of history, right? So you were talking about that tree. That's how they made canoes, you said? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I think the first surfboards were made out of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, nature can definitely be a big history lesson. But yeah, so um, we're gonna close it off soon. Just my one last question. What are you looking forward most to at Princeton? So I know you mentioned you're, an, you're most likely gonna be an Orphe major. Um, what activities are you planning on joining? Or I'm guessing you're gonna be more involved in like the environmental or nature aspect as well. Uh, the sustainability, that's also something I'm looking into as well. It's definitely a topic that needs to be addressed. So what other interests do you, are you look, planning to pursue at Princeton? Um, I guess the main thing right now that I'm looking forward to is making new friends and meeting people. And me and this other girl were actually thinking about starting a water polo club because we do have varsity water polo, but that's a little too intense for me. I'm not an amazing water polo player. So we were actually thinking about starting a club just so we could get in the pool and then get people maybe who have maybe never played water polo and they can learn how or just people who played in high school who weren't so intense about it. Um, another club that I actually applied for this club called Scholars of Finance, which is about being ethical in like a career in finance, which kind of sounds um, impossible to most people, I think, and I can definitely see why. But since I'm an Orphe major, or I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be an Orphe major, I think being in that club will hopefully help me to either find an ethical side to finance or realize, oh, maybe this isn't right for me. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, that is totally something that's worth investigating. I feel like when people say the words ethical finance, they feel like it's an oxymoron, like two things that shouldn't go together, but I'm pretty sure it can. Like there are people who do practice finance like ethically. So yeah, that is definitely something that needs a lot more investigation and looking forward into. And also let this be a public service announcement that everyone who's hearing this should join Emily's water polo <laughs> club when we do get back to campus. I've never played, but I'll try dropping in and see if, you know, I can do that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Emily, for coming on air and we'll see you soon.